You're listening to The Outlet. Hi, Leon. Welcome to The Outlet. Hey, you doing, Brent? Great to be here. Like you, I'm a real comic fan from way back. In fact, I use comics to teach myself to draw. So what started the fascination for you? Um, I, well, e- even after like many years, I suppose I've been a comic book fan since maybe I was like six years of age, which is going back a few decades, we say. <laughs> um, I, I, I still can't draw to save my life, so it hasn't actually given me, blessed me with any artistic um, talent. I, I just found it really striking visuals, you know, back in the day. I, I, I can still remember as as a young kid, like, you know, like when you go into the newsagent in, in those days and they'd have the shelves with all the comic books. And I just remember them being so striking visually and like, wow, this is exciting, you know? And that just started off a lifelong love, I think you'd say, for get out the medium yeah i mean there was so many different comics like when you went into the new store like um, i was always taken by the superman comics and things like that but just because as you say they were just so amazingly drawn but but also just you know simple cartoons like i used to love a book called back to bc by uh an artist called johnny hart and very 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 simple line drawings about cavemen but it was just absolutely fantastic i I think that's a big part of Comic books, as you say, like we we talk about that later. We had a chap down for some workshops, and he was saying it's not really about like drawing as a tool to convey a story, you know. So you know, like even it can be a simple line drawing, but once it conveys that message, it's a win. What do you think makes comics a, a great gateway for art and literature? Well, it's it's a, it's a combination of two things. Like as I say, um, comic books were very formative in my development as a human being, and just once again talking about myself and you know you know it's it's always dangerous to generalize that's led to a love of literature and i actually can read proper books without pictures these days it's also led to a love of art you know i'm involved in art galleries and not as an artist but you know in supporting i suppose the arts would be the term it's i think it really gets you know there's all the research about reluctant readers and how you know, having those visuals there can, you know, like encourage and guide. So that's that's one side of it. You know, it really can encourage people to read. It also, you know, stimulates the imagination, which I think then leads to people being able to draw and, you know, like, yeah, emulate it. So, yeah, I think it works in both ways. And I, I, as I say, all the research that's been done is really so supportive of this being, being a wonderful medium to get people to literature, to read. So tell me about Kapow, the great comic art show. What will we see and what are the reasons of putting it on, Leon? Yeah, that, that's that's a, it's a, it's a good question. Thanks, Brent. So it all came about, um, and we are jumping back a, a few years ago. I, uh, I'm involved with, when I moved down here, and I'd say I used to go to what they call Free Comic Book Day back when I lived in Ireland and in Auckland. When I got down here, I got involved and it was involved in setting up a local charity called Greenlight Innovations. And one of the things we did very early on, one of our first projects, was to run what they call Free Comic Book Day, right? Now, Free Comic Book Day, for your listeners, is a um, it's a worldwide event, normally on the first Saturday in May, that all these comic book companies produce copies of their comic books really, really cheap, and they give them to the stores basically for free, right? 
And then all these comic book stores around the world give them out. And there's something like five million comic books gets given out this day. And it becomes a celebration of popular culture. And so when I got to Invercargill, there wasn't a comic book store. And Greenlight was like, this ties into literacy, which is part of our Kapapa. We're like, we connected with the Invercargill City Library and Archives. And they're like, oh, you can have it here. And we've got a wonderful sponsor. Me and Henry Lau, who was like, oh, we'll pay the cost to comic books. Because even though they're free, the, the challenge is you still got to ship them from the US. And they, you know, <laughs> it gets expensive. Uh, still cheaper than buying a comic book, never mind you. So we, we've been running com- uh, free comic book day in Invercargill for about eight years now. And that is wonderful. It's, it almost ends up being, um, I don't know if you're familiar with things like Armageddon, which are basically monster geek fests. It kind of ends up being Invercargill's little Armageddon because we get people like with pop culture stuff like tires and models. We get people with D&D tables introducing people to D&D. We get cosplay people like we always have some of the stormtroopers there, you know some really cool people we know in the community that we love and it, so it ends up yeah people dress up and i find it just really awesome you know just showing that variety and i remember like one year we did it there was a young lady there and she was like this is the only time i feel comfortable in the city to go out and show this is me with what i'm wearing my steampunk outfit that this we're not just the city of not dissing rugby because i enjoy my enjoy my merits but we're not just the city of this we're also other interests and the library say it's the library have said it's the busiest day they've ever had some years literally crowds of people crowds at the door so so now getting back to Capel (laughs) said the backstory I for a number of years were like oh I'd love to actually just celebrate the art a bit more and you know like you, you see things like South Sea Spray which was you know like a street artist's painting graffiti I think you call it graffiti or street art depending on what name you want to use so there's been stuff like that in Invercargill by a really talented guy called Dio. And so I was like, I want to celebrate comics as an art farm. So we got in con- connection with Arts Murahiku, which is the local arts support agency down here, you know, fostering arts in the community. And he walked to you. And I have a connection with the Invercargill Public Art Gallery. So it was like, yay, there's a new a new venue open to Fare Taupoa. I'd love to have a comic book exhibit. And to their credit, you know, like, they, they jumped on board. You know, it, I always used to say, you know, like it takes um, it takes a village to raise a child, but it takes quite a few people to put on a comic book exhibit. So, yes, it's really cool. So when we were thinking about this, I, I kind of I had a plan in my head that I wanted to celebrate international comic book art. Right. And, and, and to be fair, we have to put up a fee so out there. The comic books we have on display, a lot of them are replicas. Because we couldn't actually get Action Comics number one, which was the first Superman, because I think it's worth about 6.7 million US dollars. So our budget didn't stretch to originals for all these things because we didn't have a spare, maybe 150 million. So we've, we've a selection of, I say, we've an international section of there, we've a selection of comic books that I consider really interesting examples of the development of the ad farm, you know, like, and we're literally starting, you know, we, t- we make, you know, a kind of, acknowledged, you know, the, the evolution of comic books when they came from newspaper scripts back in the day, you know, like in the 1930s, Superman, through the 50s, changes then in popular taste to the 60s, where we um, like we could say the, what they call the Silver Age of comics, you know, you know, Marvel, um, which are now all cinematic superstars, development through the 70s, 80s, you know, really pivotal, pivotal moments there, um, Frank Miller, his incredible work, 
all the way through to the, the modern day. So we've got international stuff, primarily focused on the US, but we do have stuff from the UK, Korea, Ireland, you know, just as a taste. So that's our international room. And it was really interesting for me as, as, as we were putting this together to look at some of the incredible talents we have here in Aotearoa. So we're showcasing three New Zealand artists. Richard Fairgray, who was an incredibly talented Auckland artist, very successful over in, over in the US. You know, he's he, actually, I encountered him through a Free Comic Book Day. One of his books was distributed through Free Comic Book Day, uh, Blastosaurus, which is massively successful. Really quirky sense of humor, really successful internationally. Also blown away that the man, the man is legally blind, 3% vision. He just does it with such a, a focused, you know, magnifying glass, but really talented. Other people, Michael Molopola, who was down for workshops, and I can talk about that. And Dylan Horrocks, who was, you know, he's, he's done work for, he did, he did Hicksville. He did a Batgirl for DC. You know, I think he's got a laureate in literature. It's incredibly talented. We have so many talented people. So they've provided some of their work. We've got actually from Dylan, uh, kind of a bit of a New Zealand premiere of his new series. You know, first time he gets to see it, which is really exciting. And then we've got a room, which I'm also really, really excited about local artists. For the local artists. So what are, what are they doing at the exhibition? What are they up to? We've we've been working with um, SIT and Chris Popham, who's a ch- tutor in graphic design at there, and actually a very talented artist in his own right. So I think it's a bit it's a bit of a you know kind of secret that a lot of people don't know. But SI, at the Southern Institute of Technology, RT Pukenga, excuse my Irish pronunciation of uh, Tireo. Yeah, every year the students prepare some comic books and they actually produce this big graphic novel, which I was blown away at the standard of art. Uh, so we've got a room that's full of local artists, second and third year students at SIT. Their creations, and I say incredible. Also, a lot of the students are on site on different days, so you can come down, literally draw, and just you know bounce ideas. So, and uh, as I say, it's it's really cool to see that these local students are in a you know an exhibit alongside your Jack Kirby and Frank Miller. And (laughs) how long is the exhibition on, and where can people get some more information about it, Leon? Okay, uh, you can go to. Arts Murahiku, Hawaka Tours Facebook page, Greenlight Innovations Facebook page, and you'll find details about the exhibition there. I think we've all got to put up as a banner to make it very easy for you to see. As, as, as to where you go, it's running from May the 4th to June the 3rd, right? You see, we started on May the 4th, it's a nice Star Wars reference there, you know? <laughs> and it's at Tefare Taupoa, which is... The old restroom on 4th Street, so the junction of 4th and Clyde Street. And it's open from Tuesday to Saturday. Pretty much walking hours, you know, so there's plenty of opportunities to get down. And yeah, just come down. And there's that. Of course, if you got a comic book exhibit, it's, it's like an exhibit, so you can't touch the comic books. But, you know, people want to actually engage. So, as I say, we have the artists there uh, quite a lot during the week. And we also have, you know... A, proper old reading area we can sit and read some comic books and coloring pages some creative stuff so you can create your own works you know so it's a nice and engaging well thank you so much for having a chat today it's been great and all the very best for the rest of the exhibition thank you brent really appreciate it local news sport interviews and information the outlet